Go ahead. Make my day. Who's that? I don't know. Do not know that guy. I don't know. That kind of scared me, though. Yeah, it kind of did. Um, I'm interested <laughs> today. Today, we're going to do our favorite movie lines from non-comedy movies. And yep. I'm interested how this is going to be. I I predict that we're only going to match on one. Um, uh, okay. And what was your... What was your thinking as you chose your movie lines? What was, well, what, my, what was your, you know, what okay. did you? Yeah. Um, I, I, I'll probably be kind of surprised if we match any, just because the way I approached it, I, I tried to, I was, I'm kind of like steering away from some of the more uh, uh, known quotes that, uh, that you have. And I've kind of like gone more to just, my particular favorite quotes from certain movies. Uh, so as I started out with "Go ahead and make my day," that's a that's a very well known quote. That is not on my on my top ten list, but you know I, I threw it out there anyways because who doesn't love Clint Eastwood? Right, it's not on my so, list either. Yeah, so uh, you know, so I, I kind of took it from the, the the standpoint of just some of the quotes that I really really like uh, that may or may not have have be uh really well known uh and i also went at this was like i didn't want to uh duplicate any movies so uh i would only take one quote from a movie and if there was another quote from that movie i liked it just it didn't make it so i wanted to get a, I wanted to get a nice uh spread around diff- some different movies very good i had i did the i did the same i did uh i didn't go all classics you know i know what the the classic lines are, and I did. I there, there's a couple of those mixed in there, but I also yep. did like just movies that that I love. Like I love those lines, and they're maybe not that popular, but that is the rest of civilization's fault, and not <laughs> mine. You need to get out and see that movie. I, I think I think on on our approach, we're in full agreement. Okay, but I still think I. I just don't see you passing up this one that I have, uh, but if, if, I think I might I might have an idea for what that is. So it, it it could be. We'll see. Okay. And I did get back to what you said. Um, I had two movies. Well, technically that's, that's not true. Um, I guess I really only had one movie where I was thinking which quote is better. And I went with a lesser known one in that case. And I also like to use movies, movie quotes that I use in conversation, you know? Um, Oh, yeah. Whether they're popular or not, but like, I've I've never in my life said, I'm Spartacus or whatever like that, (laughs) which which is a very famous line, right? but, but means nothing to me, so... That's how okay. I kind of did that. Okay, I'm with you. Okay, so I'll go. First. I'll go. Yeah, go take take a start us off. Uh, number ten for me is a very short line, and we're gonna start off crazy. Um, it's Travis Bickle from Taxi Driver when he's oh, doing yeah. that monologue, and he says, "You talking to me?" And oh, yeah. It, 
the reason I like that line is because I, I say that. I like people will say yeah. something and I go, you're talking to me. You give me the crazy eyes look and and there's old uh, Travis Pickle. Uh, oh, yeah. No, that, that's a great one. I, and that, that one kind of escaped me. But, uh, oh, yeah, that's in a, in a, a classic movie. Great, a great scene, too. And I think, I think I understand, I think he largely improvised that whole scene. I think uh, I think the the script said the the only thing in the script was Travis talks to himself in the mirror. Right. Yeah. And it is. It's about like a six minute monologue too. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. It's a classic. Good one. He's a he's a nutball. <laughs> okay, number ten. Uh, my number ten. Uh, I'm gonna go to one of my favorite movies. I know it's one of your favorite movies. Um. And this, you know, I there are some movies that kind of straddle between comedy and non-comedy, and I, I so I think I'm kind of putting all those that those straddlers on the non-comedy list because this this movie kind of falls there. But it's from Field of Dreams, and and a movie that has so many so many good quotes. I love James Earl Jones' character Terrence Mann in that movie, and in the scene where. Uh, Kevin Costner goes to see him in Boston to try and bring him back to Iowa. And he just won't go away and won't go away. And at one point, James Earl Jones gets so fed up that he says, I'm going to beat you with a crowbar until you go away. Hmm. And, and, and that's just, that's just why, and you know, I'm, and I'll, I'll admit, I've never said that, you know, in the, in, in the context of everyday conversation either, but it, it's just a line that I love. Uh, as much for what it is, and and also for the fact that this James Earl Jones that says it. So, uh, so, so this list is definitely personal preference. Because if you said, "What movie is this line from?" Two uh, percent of the population could have got it, and and I probably would not have been one of them. Okay, and also if if somebody had said, "Well, I'm going to do this quote from Field of Dreams." Obviously, then we say, "Oh, if you build it, he will come." Which right. Was, yeah, you know that was the that was and there there are, and there are, but there are so many good lines from uh, from that movie. But that's that's just one that I always I always get get pretty excited when he when he says that. Okay, George, I know you're not the biggest college basketball fan, but yeah, uh, Field of Dreams came up uh, this weekend because there was a player. I want to say Florida State, but I don't know for sure. His name was Terrence Mann. <laughs> and, right. the, and the announcer even said, no, it's not his field of dreams. You know, it's a court of dreams and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, I got beautiful. Yeah. Okay, okay, so here at number nine, I went with a classic. But this is where I flipped a coin. And I didn't go with the one that everybody thought I should go with. Um, but Dorothy from Wizard of Oz, when she says we're not in Kansas anymore, yeah, and, and I say, and I again, it's like a line I say, okay, uh, once in a while, um, if something, if something strange happens, yeah, good and, line. But, but if you're gonna pick one line from Wizard of Oz, it would be you know, there's no place like home, right? But um, yeah. I went a different direction, or and so. Or I'm Sorry that I went mainstream on you. Oh no, no, that's okay. 
that, that's okay. I mean, I, and I'll grant you that that quote has has many real life applications. Indeed. All right. All right. I'm going to an, another classic movie, one of the greatest movies of all time, and another movie that just has has tons and tons of quotes in it. But I'm gonna. This is this is one that I really like from from The Godfather. It's another semi improvised line, and it's when uh, when when Clemenza uh, shoots or you know when Clemenza is off on the on the New York throughway and he's off taking a leak and he has his, his he has Rocco Lamponi kill kill the dude in the front of the car and he comes back and his classic line there was leave the gun take the cannoli yeah yeah and, that's a good one yeah and uh you know because it just it, it it speaks to just how kind of matter of fact they took the whole thing yeah we just killed a guy you know yeah leave the gun but you know you hey, we got to take that cannoli because you know come on it's cannoli yep very good and all right and that's a line that people would know i say if you said that line they'd say oh yeah it's godfather you Absolutely. know they could get to the on is it godfather or godfather too but still the whole thing goes together yep for sure now number eight was a movie i saw we watched in school like in middle school and um and it was mostly the way the guy said it more than anything. Um, but it was from Cool Hand Luke. And uh, it's the warden when he's got Paul Newman all chained up and all the other uh, inmates are out there. And he yeah. goes, what we got here is a failure to communicate. Yes, Brother Martin. Yeah, and I love that line. And again, it's a line that I've used before. Like, like Sarah and I go back and forth. And we don't know what the hell we're really talking about. And I'll just stop and pause and say that line. And and you know you know you mentioned you saw that in school too. That'd be a, a great line for teachers too, right? Yeah. Teachers trying to get a get a point across the student and they're just not getting it. That'd be a great great line for a teacher to say. It would be. Yeah. It would be. All right. Uh, okay, my number eight. Uh, another classic movie. One of I think mean, this is this movie showed up on when we did my like all time favorite movies. Uh, going way way back, and it's from Gone with the Wind. And no, it and again, I'm gonna kind of like throw throw a curveball here. It's not, uh, frankly, my dear. I don't give a damn. It's actually a, a, a line that Scarlett says halfway through the movie. Uh, it's after the war is over. And she's she's gone back to her plantation, and it's just a scene of devastation. And she's starving; she hasn't eaten for days. And she goes out in the field, and she picks up this this old nasty-looking radish, and she eats it. And then she throws up. And it's that moment, it was like the seminal moment in the movie when she kind of determines that she's going to kind of turn her life around, and she's not going to let the the world beat her. And and what she says is, as God is my witness, I'll never be hungry again. And uh, it was it was just kind of like that moment that that transformed the character, and and uh, she kind of like never never lost again after that moment. Okay, that is the movie I thought we were going to match on, but, uh, oh. but but with the other line, so. Uh, 
So All that right, one well, is coming. Okay. Well, I, did, I, don't, I don't mean to throw any spoilers in there then. No, no. Good deal. Okay. okay number seven is right out of the, the box of, well, sure, everybody knows that movie. I, didn't, I did not try to be clever, but I like this movie, and I like the character, and I like the actor. And it's Forrest Gump, the famous line, uh, life, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. And, like and truer words have never been spoken. And it's again, it's a comment that I have made from time to time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, another movie with a lot of, lot of great quotes. I'll pro- probably mention that movie later, but uh, a different quote. Uh, All right. But... Uh, no, but you're you're absolutely right. It it just kind of it it kind of it's spoke a lot to his approach to life. He just kind of like took life as it as it came, and 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 uh, yeah, and ended up leading a very successful life, and just allowing you know kind of like life to to take hold in him. Right. And so, the first part of that yeah. quote that I left off was like, you know, Mama always said, and you know, his mother obviously. Um, was just like the focus of his life. And so, yeah, uh, if she said it, then that was the gospel. Yep. I agree. Good. Yeah. Good one. All right. Uh, okay. My number seven, I'm going back to another, another classic movie and another movie that just had, this movie might have the most of all famous lines in it. And I'm taking I'm again, as I, as I've done, I'm taking one of the, the lesser known lines, but it, but it's no less good. And from Casablanca, when Claude Rain says, uh, when the, the Nazis kind of invade, they come into his his uh, establishment into and uh, and he says, "I'm shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here." So because basically the the whole thing was this this whole you know den of of gambling and thieves and mm-hmm. and uh, you know so he, it was just all about feigning this this ignorance that anything was going on in there and it's and it's the kind of thing that and that is a line that I will say from time to time uh, when you're you know when there's something that's very obvious and you you want to kind of like feign ignorance it's a it's a great uh, great line to throw in there but I'm shocked shocked to find that gambling was going on in here yeah. I'm shocked that I, there's a bowl of ice cream in front of me at midnight. It's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay, okay, so we're definitely going to have to call this uh, episode our favorite movie lines. Because yeah. that's where it is. Well, I think, I think that's what we, yeah, but we don't, we don't need to repeat to everyone just the lines that, that everyone knows, right? We can just, you kind of like, these, these are the ones that speak to us. We are free thinkers, George. That's what makes us so successful. You got it. Okay, All my right. number six is one that might show up on your list. Maybe I should have thought you'd do this one, but maybe you forgot about it. But you've used this one before, and I know okay. you'll love it. I know you'll love it. It's Charlton Heston from Planet of the Apes. Oh. When, when he, you know, none of the apes know that the humans can talk, and he gets... He's trying to escape, and they catch him, and he's in that net, and he yeah. says, get your stinking paws off me, you damn 
dirty ape. Yeah. And all the all the apes just like are they just stop in their tracks and are stunned that this this human can talk. Well, I'm gonna tell you, you just nailed one of my honorable mentions. So that that's that's awesome. Yeah. It's a good one. Oh yeah, it's 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 awesome, and it, you know, and I would have loved to have put it on my list. It's it's a classic. Uh, you know, the other great line from that movie was, you know, you you maniacs, you blew it up at, at the end. But yeah, uh, yeah, when when he first speaks, and yeah, and the apes are all all kind of amazed. That, that's a classic line, and you know, and that's that's you could probably use that in in uh, in <laughs> everyday conversation. But you might you might get you know might somebody might slug you. Yeah, it depends who I'm talking to. <laughs> you gotta be gotta be careful. Yep, you do. Yeah. Pick your yeah. spot for that one, everybody. Yep. All right. Uh, no, great. That's a that's a great line. I love that line. Um, okay, my number six. Okay, this is my Forrest Gump line, and this is when, this is when you know, because as we all know, you know, if you've seen the movie a number of times, you know that Jenny kind of keeps coming in and out of his life, and. Jenny, you know, like he, his mother was the one focus in his life, and Jenny was certainly the other one. And he kind of he, he loved her right from the moment he saw her on the school bus. Uh, but she was all all messed up, and you know, he'd see her, then she'd be gone for a couple of years, and he'd see her again. And at one point in the movie, towards the end, when when she comes back, and he he says to her, he says, yeah, he asks her, why you know why don't you love me? I'm a smart, I'm not a smart man, but I do know what love is. And so mm. it, it's, it's this moment where he kind of has this moment of introspection where he realizes that he, he understands that he's not necessarily as smart as a lot of people, but he does have the capacity for love and he's, and he's loved her forever. And it took her, unfortunately, to too long to, to figure out that she loved him. But I, I love that line because even though he, he's kind of a comical character who's, you know, the, you know, the, the joke in the movie is kind of like he's, he's not as smart as everyone, but he keeps succeeding. But he does have some, enough self-awareness to know that he, uh, that he knows what love is. That is the, that, the last line you said there is exactly what makes that such a good line is because yeah. you wouldn't think that. He would even have a clue, like whether or not she loved him, or why would it be important to him? And then you find out that it is, and you yeah. realize that there's a lot more depth to that character than you might otherwise have thought. Absolutely, that's that. That's exactly kind of why that that line really means a lot to me. Yep, good one, good one, George. All right. Uh, okay, so now this is where the. Uh, Gone with the Wind line comes in number five. Okay. Um, you know, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. And it's just like everybody in the world knows that um, it knows that line. So I couldn't, oh, yeah. I couldn't justify leaving it out, even though it's not one of my top 80 favorite movies, probably. <laughs> but it, it's just, uh, it's just, you know, such a milestone line that I yep. just couldn't leave it out. And that's really, it's really about it. Well, I am, I am glad you brought it up because it is, it, it is a, it is a great line. 
uh, you know, for a couple of reasons. One, it was 1939, and they actually used the word "damn" in a movie, mm-hmm. so it was it was just shocking and groundbreaking. Just just for the you know, it was kind of like the first four letter word that was used in a movie. Uh, but also in, in that part of the movie, you know, you know, Rep Butler was this character that that would always he was always pursuing Scarlett, always trying to, you know, tr- trying to woo her and and pursue her, and she kept brushing him off and brushing him off. And finally, at that point in the movie, she was ready to accept him. And he just looked at her and says, yeah, go to hell with you. Right. But he said it more eloquently than I did. Much like Forrest Gump and Jenny. Yeah, exactly. Why, why don't you love me? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And it, it kind of was. It was kind of Rhett Butler's version of, you know, because you know, he loved her all along. And she, would, and she, she loved him, but she just never really believed it or allowed herself to believe it but yeah so it's very similar right right okay all right uh that was that was what that was your five yep you're five now we're on to my five and i'm going uh this is a, a more a more recent movie well at least you know given given that i like to go to a lot of these movies in the 30s 40s so it's this is a more recent movie and the fact that it's only like you know 28 years old um, but it's, uh, it's Anthony Hopkins in Silence of the Lambs. And this, this is probably one of the most famous quotes from this movie. So I'm going to, I'm going to throw it out here. Uh, but it's, I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Mm-hmm. And, and it's when he's, he's talking about, uh, just kind of letting Clarice know just how dark and twisted he is. Uh, when he just very calmly told her about the fact that he ate this uh, a census taker that just happened to come to his house and knock on the door, and he, he he let him in, killed him, and then he ate him, and it was just it was just a really uh, just a really chilling uh, moment, I think, in the movie. Yep, and there's so many good lines from that movie, so many good ones, like the one yeah. at the very end when you know, he's escaped and he's at the airport. And he yeah. says, I, I'm having an old friend for dinner. You know, and it was that psychologist. Uh, yep. So, and another funny thing about that line is I just happened to be flipping through the channels. I mean, just three days ago, and I came yeah. across an old line of from Roseanne, an old Roseanne show. And DJ, the little boy, went out to Halloween dressed as Hannibal Lecter. You know, in the on the cart, you know, with the with the, with the, the um the mask, and Roseanne says, "Now, what's your line?" And that was the line about it. I ate him with, you know, the cans and stuff. Yeah, nice. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Okay. Okay. My number four. Um, two huge lines from the Godfathers. Uh, one or two. The obvious one is, I'll make him an offer he can't refuse, yeah. um, which is from Godfather 1. But I went with Godfather 2. Okay. And Michael Corleone, and he knows he's got a traitor amongst them, and he goes to visit him, and he says, keep your friends close, but your enemy's closer. Yeah, and that's a great one. That's a great, that's a good line. 
Yeah. It's really, especially for the business that those guys are in, that's yep. a really good line. Yeah. And then, and then, and it also, yeah, and it just kind of sends this really, this real chill through whoever he's saying it to, because then the guy's thinking, yo, yeah, I'm, am, am I your friend or am I an enemy? And yeah, it's, the guy doesn't. Yeah. Exactly, because earlier in the scene, he says, uh, he goes, oh, I didn't know you were coming. And, and Michael says, I didn't want you to know. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. Perfect. All right. Uh, number four. Number four is another one of those movies of mine that it, it kind of straddles that comedy, non-comedy line. So I, I put it in the non-comedy. Um, you know you know how much I love Paul Newman and Robert Redford, so I'm going to, to Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid for this one. Another movie with a lot of great lines in it. But this is a scene where they're standing on the hillside and they've got and the posse is chasing them and the posse is like surrounding them and they've got no escape. And so then uh, Butch tries to, to, to talk Sundance into saying, no, no, we'll, we'll just jump. We jump. And he says, no, we're not. And then Sundance keeps fighting. He says, no, no, we're not going to jump. You know, we'll fight him. No. Um, and so Butch keeps trying and trying to, to talk him into it. And finally Sundance says, well, no, I can't, I can't jump because I can't swim because there's a river down there. And then so then Butch's, uh, Butch's line that makes my number four is, you crazy? The fall will probably kill you. Yep. So, so it, it, it's just, you know, I, I love the argument that they have leading up to that line. And it's like, you know, we're going to fight him. Because there, there's all these no-win situations that they're facing. And and it just turns out that, that Sundance's reason for not wanting to jump is because he can't swim. And, and uh, you know, Butch finally concedes it. Yeah, it's just a no-win situation. We're all going to die anyway, so come on, let's just go. And you've done it goes the obvious line from that movie, which is when it, the one time when they're chasing them, and they yeah. go, who are these guys? Who are those guys? And yeah, and, they, yeah. and that's like often written. They keep repeating it and repeating it. There's another line from that that Gretsch wanted me to use that, uh, you know, I had I it was it was kind of, I kind of want, really like this line too, but it's where uh, Sundance says to Bush, says, you keep thinking, Bush, that's what you're good at. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> you know, and that's, and that's a line that gets said in, in this house a lot. So, oh, yeah. So fighting sarcasm, that could be dangerous. Yep. Oh yeah. You keep thinking, Bush, that's what you're good at. Okay. So, My number three is, from one of my all-time favorite movies, and this is one of my all-time favorite scenes. If we were picking top 10 scenes, this would be in the top three probably also. Okay. And it's from um, Goodfellas, and it's Joe Pesci. Yeah, okay. And, yeah. And he's telling a story, and uh, the guy says to him, you know, because oh, you're funny like that, and and Pesci gets all upset. He goes, just, and he's, it's a big, long uh, thrashing. And he, but, but it boils down. He goes, he goes, funny how? Funny like a clown? I amuse you? Yeah. <laughs> I, make, I make you laugh? I'm here to amuse you? And then it turns out 
he's just busting this guy's balls. Balls, yeah. <laughs> and, and instead of shooting him, they all just have a good laugh. And um, oh yeah, and I yeah, just but... love that movie. And I love Joe Pesci. Yeah, and uh, he he said that that was to uh, Ray Liotta, right? And yes, and uh, yeah, and so you know, yeah, Ray was he was really getting scared. He thought he was it was like his last moments on the planet. Uh, you know, and that and that just really shows you how well Joe Pesci delivered that that whole that whole uh, scene. Uh, yep. Yeah, that's a that's a classic. It is a good one. Okay. Uh, okay, number three. Uh, I'm going to go to probably a, a movie that I don't know if we've talked about this movie at all in any of the lists that we've done, but it's a classic line from from a from a really good and and, and kind of somewhat forgotten movie, but it's the movie Network, uh, which came out in the mid '70s. Oh yeah. And and Peter Finch played this uh, this uh, I don't know if he was a network anchor. I think he was an anchor who was going to get fired. So he just kind of like, kind of like went off the deep end and all of a sudden he became this rating sensation. But he, and, and it's, it's this line actually says a lot about, about the media and about ratings because he, he starts talking to the people out, out there and he says, you know, what are you doing? You, you should, why are you watching this TV? You know, you need to, you know, get out and, and live your life basically he says he wants you to. I want you to go to your windows. I want you to open your windows and stick your head out. And and here's the line: "Is I'm. I want you to yell. I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore." And uh, you know, and that that's clearly the most famous line from from that movie. Uh, but it's a, it's, it's a line that I really like because he just kind of like all of a sudden he just. He didn't. He's a guy that didn't have anything to lose, and just kind of like let it go, and and he said what he wanted to say, and it actually turned out working working for him. He kind of like became this big media sensation after that. But, but yep. anyways, I, I, that's that's a that's one of my favorite lines right there. It is a good one. It's a man at the end of his rope, and it's a line that people say, oh, "I've heard that before," but they yeah. could never tell you what movie it was from or what the yep. circumstances are. Yep. No, P. Go ahead. And it's a line you can yell as you're sitting in traffic on Grashit <laughs> Avenue or something. Yeah. You can yeah. just yell that out the window. Absolutely. Just roll it. Roll your, and, and we'll have everyone roll their windows down together and we can all shout it. Definitely. Right. Good one. All right. What do you okay, got? Okay. Here's another number. My number two. Another one of my all-time favorite movies and one of my all-time favorite actors, and I wish I could do one in his accent, but it's from The Untouchables, and it's Sean Connery, and he's a, he's a Chicago Irish cop, and he's talking to Elliot Ness, and they're in this movie, they're chasing down Al Capone, and, you know, uh, Elliot Ness, played by Kevin Costner, is kind of at the end of his rope, and he doesn't really, really know what, how is he going to get Capone? And Connor, he sits him down and says, "Here is how you get Capone. He pulls a knife, you pull a gun. Yeah. He sends one of yours to the hospital, you send one of his to the morgue. That's yeah. the Chicago way." Yeah. And I, I love that line. That, that's yeah, and, that, and Sean Connery's another one of those guys that can just—he's he, got a way of 
of delivering a line like that. That's a, no, that's a great, that's a great one. Yeah, you could pull all his James Bond stuff off the table, and he still has got lots of good work. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, the uh, I thought he was great as Indiana Jones' father, and, and, and uh, oh, yeah, it's just a lot of, a lot of great stuff. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, number two uh, is another another movie that borders the the comedy drama line from the nineteen sixties, and I'm going to The Graduate. Uh, another just one of my all time favorite movies. Of that you know, it's a movie that made Dustin Hoffman a star. And there's there's a, a scene where he drives Mrs. Robinson back to her house, and she won't let him leave. And she like puts on this this sexy music, and she gets him a drink, and she kind of like kind of pulling her skirt up a little bit and showing him his showing some leg, and and Dustin Hoffman is getting more and more uncomfortable, and he looks at her and he says, "Mrs. Robinson, you're trying to seduce me," and then he pauses and then he says, "Aren't you?" And it, and that why. And it, it's the fact that he, you know, he, he actually was brave enough to say that line, and then the pause, that uncomfortable pause he gave, and then he asked the question, "Aren't you?" Which, which really, really makes that line for me. And uh, and then and then her response to that was was almost as good because she says, "Well, I don't know. Do you want me to seduce you?" So. Uh, but you know Dustin Hoffman, I think he just he was he was really really uncomfortable uh, in that scene. I think he just played it really well. And you have an uncomfortable love of that movie. <laughs> it's a you, great, it's a great one. It's one of my it's one of my all time favorites. Something <laughs> happened to you out there in Santa Monica when you were when you were fifteen or something with the neighbor lady. But I we won't it, talk about that. That's well, okay. It, it may have, but it would be some kind of repressed memory then, because I don't remember it. But you, you might, you might be onto something. Yeah, I think I am. Okay. Okay, so we have not matched as we get into our number ones. Um, this, I mean, this could be on your list, but I doubt it. But I know you like it, and okay. it's very long. It's very long. Oh, you have to give me a minute oh, to do it. It might be my my my. It's long. Okay, go do it. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Yes, yes. Did he shoot? Did he shoot six shots or only five? To tell you the truth, in all this excitement, I've kind of lost track myself. And this is my best bet. With this being a 44 Magnum, the most powerful handgun in the world, and could blow your head clean off, <laughs> you need to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? Oh, you... my God. We finally, we, we've come up with the definitive number one. After how many of these have we done? We finally agree. I can't believe it. That's unbelievable. That is awesome. And it's, yeah. And it's the, it's the whole thing. I have the whole thing written down. And, man, it's like you, you just read it right to me. That well, is... I had to do a lot of YouTube research myself. Oh, and yeah. then, if you remember, the guy's laying there, and he goes, well, "You know, Clint's gonna walk away." And he goes, "He goes, wait." He goes, "I have to know, Mister. I so, got to know." 
Yeah. Like, I to know. And Clint points the gun right at him and pulls that trigger. And mm-hmm. it has an empty chamber, man. He had shot yeah. his six shots. Yep. And the guy had to go clean his shorts after that. Well, the thing is, he said that move, that line twice in the movie. Because he said it first time. I think that was Richard Roundtree that he said it to first. And then at the end of the movie, when he was chasing the Scorpio killer, he said it again. But at that time, he had he had a bullet in the chamber. Because the guy reached for his gun, and then Clint blew him away. Oh. So, so I think I think you got me on that one. I don't remember that part. I just remember the, that the ending but, there. But that is that's awesome. We 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 finally come up with the definitive, undisputed number one of something. Yes. That is this. So it's no Omar Vizcal versus <laughs> Cal Ripken or anything like that. It's perfect. Nope. Nope, nope. We are we are in full agreement on the greatest non-comedy quote of all time. Well done. That's good. Yeah. And especially to be that long. I mean, I could see, you know, life is a box of chocolate, but I mean that's a long line, and that's that's beautiful. That is awesome. I'm pretty I, proud of us. I I am I am too. I think that that that's calls calls for a champagne. I think so. Um, um, I do. I do have a couple other uh, honorable mentions if I can just run them by you. Sure. Uh, let's see. I got like the the Exorcist. Uh, the power of Christ compels you. I love. I yep. love that that one. I don't know. Uh, you already got my uh, thinking. Paws off me, you damn dirty ape. Uh, Robert Duvall in Apocalypse Now. You know what that one is? I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Yeah, that's a that's a great one. And then my then yep. my last. My last uh, honorable mention is Samuel L. Jackson from Pulp Fiction. When he, who's, who's another guy that can just deliver a great line. He said, and I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Well, I think I have a better line that he had. Okay. I think it was from that movie where he goes, English motherfucker, do Dude. you speak it? I I think it was that was from that same it was from the same scene too. But you're oh. no, you're right. Yeah, what, I that, love that line. That is, yeah. I love that line. What? What? I don't know. I don't. I'm, I don't know a country called what. <laughs> do they speak English and what? English motherfucker, do you speak it? Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> George, we're on a roll today, man. We should. We should redo some of our past ones or something. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so now we're really, you think, ladies and gentlemen, you think this is a good podcast. Next time out, we're going to do best movie lines from a comedy. And I think that's a, we have a much deeper well of comedic movies. And there's so many good one-liners and comedies that, it's really going to be hard. I started looking at it, George, and uh, I'm, I barely scratched the surface. I'm, I'm pulling three great lines from one movie, and it's <laughs> well, going to be hard to do. Well, if, 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 if this was easy, then you know what? Anyone could do it. That's right. That yeah. is why we collect that big check every Friday. You got it. All right. Man. All right. That is outstanding. Um, and uh, congratulations to both of us. 
<laughs> and I'll let Clinton know that he made it to number one. And I, I, I think he'll be uh, he'll be happy to know that. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll ask. I'll ask him if he if he feels lucky to be named like in that in that yeah. list. Yeah. Do you punk? Yep. Right. I would never call him a punk though. <laughs> All right, buddy, I will talk to you soon, and we'll attack the comedies. You got it, man. All right, bye. Bye.